0: This is Women in Revival podcast. Today we are starting a series called Women at the Well. Our topic for today is Rebecca. Today we will see the first woman at the well, Rebecca. We will see Rebecca, a woman at the well with a servant's heart. Rebecca had the heart of a servant. She served Eliezer, the servant of Abraham and Camels. She stoops below to serve others. Sisters, Are you ready to serve your fellow churchgoers? Are you ready to serve those who are even lower than you? Sisters, Jesus wants us to have a servant's heart. He had a servant's heart. And as we aspire daily to be like him, we also must gain that servant's heart. Deborah Shinobi will now take us further on this subject.
1: Dear Lord Jesus, how do I ever thank you? How do I ever thank God the Father for the privilege you are extending to us, Lord, as women in your hands to so you equip, to challenge, and to engage us? Even as you brought us, Lord, to this new series, I am praying that you will do for us that which only you can do. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, Amen. I want to welcome you to this platform of Women in Revival podcast. It is my prayer that this new series of broadcast will be a blessing to you. And I want to challenge you to please do share this broadcast with, uh, with your loved ones. And do feel free to spread on your social media. I am very delighted and excited as to what the Lord is doing amongst the female folk. It's encouraging some of the news we are getting, some of the things we are seeing the Lord do in women's lives. I am saying that when the truth is communicated to women, there is hope for today and there is hope for the future. Um, it is a privilege to be a custodian of God's word and to communicate the same even with you. Remember, you can listen to our broadcast on our website, www oakofrighteousness.co.uk or graveshamchristianladies.co.uk You can get us on various podcast platforms and you can also download our own app, Women in Reviver app on Google Play. Search for Women in Revival on Google Play. If you are using an Android device, then you can download our app. You can also da- download the pod bin and search for Women in Reviver or Google Women in Revival podcast, you might be able to get us. You can contact us if you go on our website, go on our Contact Us page. Then you will get every necessary details to contact us. Amen. I welcome you to this new series, and it is tagged Women at the Well. We want to look at Women at the Well. I took time, sometimes in the past, to look at these various women, As the Lord laid out my heart, various women in the Bible who were found around the well. I don't know what the Lord will be putting in your heart, even as we go through this series together. But it is my prayer that you will find Christ, who is the well of life. So we'll be looking at six women in the Bible who were at the well. What can we learn from their lives? So may the Lord engage your heart as we look at this together. First, let me define the word well. The dictionary defines well as a hole drilled or bored into the earth to obtain water or to obtain petroleum, natural gas, brine or sulfur. A well is a spring or natural source of water. So we want to look at these women who are the place of depth. We want to look at these women who were as a natural source of resources. We will see what they made of it and it is my prayer that God will speak to you. First, we want to look at Rebecca. Let's go quickly as we read together from the book of Genesis chapter 24 verse 11 to 26. I would have loved to read the whole of Genesis 24 actually, but let us contain it within Genesis 24 verses 11 to 26. Maybe before I read, I should just put a quick background story to this. Abraham in this very chapter was old and he called his servant Eliezer to go and get his son Isaac a wife. He told him not to look for a wife for him among the Canaanite women, but rather to go to his kindred to seek a wife for his son Isaac. So it is on this instruction that Eliezer entered an oath with Abraham and then he took the journey to Mesopotamia in Nahal city to look for a wife for Isaac. So, it was at this city or this town that Rebekah, who was the daughter of Nahor, lived. So, we will now go and read Genesis chapter 24, verse 11 to 26. And it reads, And he made his camels to kneel down without the city by a well of water. At the time of the evening, even that time, that women go out to draw water. And he said, O Lord God of my master Abraham, I pray thee, send me good speed this day, and shew kindness unto my master Abraham. Behold, I stand here by the well of water, and the daughters of the men of the city come out to draw water, and let it come to pass that the damsel to whom I shall say, Let down thy pitcher, I pray thee, that I may drink, and she shall say, Drink and I will give the camels drink also. Let the same be she that thou hast appointed for thy servant Isaac, and thereby shall I know that thou hast shewed kindness unto my master. And it came to pass before he had done speaking that behold old Rebekah came out, who was born to Bethuel, son of Milcah, the wife of Nahor, Abraham's brother, with a pitcher upon her shoulder. And the damsel was very fair to look upon, a virgin, neither had any man known her. And she went down to the well, and filled her pitcher, and came up. And the servant ran to meet her, and said, Let me, I pray thee, drink a little water of thy pitcher. And she said, Drink, my lord. And she hasted, and let down her pitcher upon her hand, and gave him drink. And when she had done giving him drink, she said, I will draw water from thy camels also until they have done drinking. And she hasted and emptied that pitcher into the trowel and ran again unto the well to draw water and drew for all his camels. And the man wondering at her held his peace to wit whether the Lord had made his journey prosperous or not. And it came to pass as the camels had done drinking that the man took a golden earring of half a shekel weight and two bracelets for her, for her hands of ten shekels weight of gold, and said, Whose daughter art thou? Tell me, I pray thee. Is there room in thy father's house for us to lodge in? And she said unto him, I am the daughter of Bethuel, the son of Milcah, which she bear unto Nahor. She said moreover unto him, we have both straw and provender enough and room to lodge in. And the man bowed down his head and worshipped the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. It is my prayer that the Lord speak to you even as we go through this broadcast today. Women are the word. We are looking at the person of Rebecca. The name Rebecca first means join or tie or snare or captivating or knotted or cord. So I want you to think of her name. And here in the scripture that we have just read in Genesis chapter 24, verses 11 to 26. We are seeing now Eliezer, the chief servant of Abraham, having sojourned to Mesopotamia to look for a wife for Isaac, In verse 11, we saw that Eliezer made his camel sat down. And having done so, the Bible says it was a time that the women go out to draw water. Then he prayed. He begged God to cause his journey to that place to be fruitful. Eliezer, the servant of Abraham, took a journey indeed to Mesopotamia, a city of Nahor. And Eliezer... Got to Nahor and he prayed for divine guidance. He got to the well at the time when women were out to draw water. He came at the right time. And I believe there is a time the women of the land goes out to draw water. Even though that is not necessarily what we are looking at. We are looking at the person of Rebekah at the well. Rebekah also came at that time when the daughters of the land usually go to the well to draw water. So Rebecca came to draw water immediately after the man's prayer. And I think before we go on, it is worth looking at who is Rebecca as said. First, we noted that she was the daughter of Bethuel, the son of Milka from the scripture that we read. She was fair to look upon, and she was a virgin. And having come to the well, she never knew somebody had prayed. She never knew somebody had come to the city that day to seek a wife for the son of Abraham. So here we have Rebecca already at the well. So, what can we glean from the life of Rebecca at the well? What did Rebecca do at the well? First, we saw in verse 15 that she came to the well with a pitcher upon her shoulder. She carried her pitcher. On her shoulder and not on her head. For me that symbolizes humility. She went down to the well. She filled her pitcher, She came up. And I want us to consider these four things that I've mentioned. She carried her pitcher on her shoulder. For me I think this is noteworthy. To so see the Bible indicate where Rebecca carried her pitcher on. It wasn't carried on her head. But on her shoulder. And this picture that she carried was an empty picture. She carried it on her shoulder to the well. And I think I am seeing this woman called Rebecca also taking responsibility. The Bible says the government shall be on the shoulder of Jesus. So if Rebecca carried picture on her shoulder, I am seeing it as a symbol of taking responsibility rebecca took responsibility to go to the well also she went down to the well not only did she came with a pitcher, but much more she went down to the well having come to the well environment with a pitcher on her shoulder she now took a step further she went down to the well and i think to me it is like um she got down to business. She got her hands dirty with the task. She humbled herself. She did not come to the well and become idle looking for someone to fetch for her. But she got down to the business. And the third thing, she filled her picture. So here again we are seeing that Rebecca did not only come down to the well, nor carry a pitcher alone, nor go down to the well. Also, Rebekah came with a pitcher on her head, went down to the well, but also she filled her pitcher. She came to the well because there was a need in her life. She needed water. Therefore, she arose. She came to the well, not empty and dead, but with a pitcher. She got down to the well and filled her pitcher. Beloved, do you see your need? Do you take responsibility as Rebecca did? Do you take the empty pitcher to the well or stay behind and cry over the lack in your own life? Rebecca acted. She left home with her pitcher and went to the well and she filled her pitcher at the well. And for you, my listener, do you know? There is a fountain opened over 2,000 years ago for humanity. Unfortunately, many, many women, we are not taking responsibility of our emptiness and go down to this fountain that was opened for humanity at Calvary. This well is already there. Like one of my sister was sharing on one of our Bible study platform. Great is the Mystery of Faith christ has died and she was saying that look the provision of christ's debt was already made available it is a cash that is already banked we just need to go and cash it that unfortunately many of us don't know we have this amount in the bank so we live to suffer and women are suffering women are molested women are living in lack of knowledge there is a fountain that is already open for you. And the fourth thing that I want us to also see is the fact that Rebecca came up. Remember, she came to the well, she carried her pitcher on her shoulder, she went down into the, to the well, she filled her pitcher, and now she came up. Having filled her pitcher, she did not dwell there by the well, but Rebecca came up. And I am seeing that if you are going to be a woman who is going to be relevant in the plan, in the purpose of God, particularly in these our days, in such a time as ours, you cannot settle in the place of just being filled or else you will be filled and boast. You will be filled and boastful are not useful to anyone. So let us see further again. What happened to Rebecca by the well? We saw in the scripture that we read earlier that the servant of Abraham Eliezer ran to meet Rebecca. Rebecca, having filled a pitcher, and came up. In verse seventeen, we saw the servant run quickly to meet Rebecca. Eliezer was a man in need. He came to Nahor for a need to be met he prayed and needed answer to his prayer and beloved do you know as you go down to fill your picture with christ i want you to be rest assured that there are lives in need there are people who are watching who are waiting who are watching out for you and they will come to meet you as you journey up the well rebecca journey up the well And it is my prayer that you and I will be cognizant of the fact that people are watching us. People are waiting for you and for me to resource their lives. People are tied to you. They are tied to me. Our lives is to captivate the lives of many, even as we saw the meaning of Rebecca's name. It is my prayer that the Lord will help us to know that the opportunity to come to the well is an opportunity to be filled up. It's an opportunity to be filled up for yourself and then for the souls that needs resourcing. Your husband, your children, your siblings, and so on. You are going through this podcast. This can be a kind of well for you where your life, where your heart is resourced. Be a resource for your own spiritual growth and then to dish out. You can no longer fill up your picture and remain selfish. So, again, what happened to Rebecca at the well? We saw the servant came to meet her. The second thing is the father. The servant said to Rebecca, Let me, I pray thee, drink a little water of thy pitcher. Rebecca, having come up the well, there was a need Rebecca needed to meet. She needed to allow Eliezer to drink little water of, of. I think that word stands out for me. In that verse 17 and the servant ran to meet Rebecca and said to her, Let me, I pray thee, drink a little water off thy pitcher, off and not from. And I think this for me means that let me drink little water that belongs to your pitcher. And the question is, What if Rebecca only disguised to have filled her pitcher when she didn't? Or what if she filled, but not enough? What if she only filled for herself? I am seeing that men around me, men around you, needed water of your pitcher. Out of what God has dug in your heart, in your life. He wants to dish out to others. And I think this is a matter you shouldn't take for granted. The servant came to Rebekah at the well. The servant asked for a need to be met in his life from Rebekah. So let us see Rebekah's attitude to the need or to the request of Eliezer. Remember, Rebekah did not prepare for this need. She never knew she was going to the well to meet somebody with a need. So I am seeing a woman who was working with God at any point when God come for usefulness, she was ready. So, what was Rebecca's attitude? Let us look at verse 18. And she said, Drink, my Lord. And she hasted and let down her pitcher upon her head and gave him drink. So, what do we see? Rebecca said, Drink, my Lord. Rebecca was willing to give water of her pitcher. She was kind and willing to wait behind to meet the need of this stranger. And the way she addressed the man also captured my attention. She said, drink, my Lord. And again, it is my prayer that you will be willing to stay behind. You will be willing to give your time to meet the need of those that comes your way. At the well of your environment, of your workplace, of your church. Women are in dire need. Women are as sheep without a shepherd. They go to church, but there is no oversight. God is seeking for women who will bring the gap in the lives of many other women. It is my prayer that you will not just go and fetch and keep to yourself. And you will be sensitive to the need of those around you. You will not say, well, can't you go and meet your own need? Rebecca never said that to the man. No. No. Because some may be at the well indeed, but I have no picture to draw with. There are some in our churches, they come to church every Sunday. They are in nearly every Bible study. But they don't understand what is going on. Some of them can actually express anything and everything that you said, But the practicality, the daily living out of the same is a challenge for them. And such women are seeking for a Rebecca who will draw out for them to drink. It is my prayer... That you will not be so resourceful that you are not giving out, or else you will become a stinking water again. Rebecca hasted, Rebecca hasted in verse 18. We saw the Bible says, and she hasted. Rebecca hasted. What is that saying to me again? I am seeing the timeliness of Rebecca responding to this man's need. She quickly, without hesitating, gave Elias a he requested. I am saying that it is not enough to meet people's need, but how timely are you in meeting the need in your husband's life, in meeting the need in your children's life, in meeting the need in the life of those around you? When God brings a nudge to help someone financially, spiritually, to pray for someone, do you respond with immediate effect or you delay? I am praying that you will respond timely. For the Bible says in Ecclesiastes 31, for everything upon the earth, there is a time. What else can we see from the life of Rebecca? Still in that verse 18, she let down her pitcher upon her hand. Again, I am seeing this woman called Rebecca at the wedding. Willing to serve Eliezer at her own expense, she let down the pitcher upon her hand. The pitcher was on her hand, she let it down. Oh, it is my prayer that you will be willing to take out of your resources to help other women. You know, the Bible spoke of the virtuous woman in Proverbs 31 that she planted a vineyard with her hand may the lord make you such a woman what else do we see rebecca's attitude to be she gave Eliezer drink oh what a lesson rebecca who may have had her agenda for that day before coming to the well was interrupted by the need of another and she was graceful to respond to the man's need for she had already drawn for herself you know, the book of John 7 verse 38 shows us that if we believe, Christ will become in you rivers of living waters that will flow to many. And also in John 14 14, Jesus speaking to the woman at the well, the Samaritan woman, Jesus told her that the water that he gives is that of a living water. And it will become well offspring unto everlasting life. Have you received this water? If Rebecca, an Old Testament sister, was able to be resourceful in the plan, in the purpose, in the counsel of God, how much more you? Have you been going to the well? Have you been in church for years? Have you been in fellowship for years? Who is your life ministering to? Rebecca desired to minister to the need of Eliezer and Eliezer's beast. The same behavior that Rebecca exhibited in meeting Eliezer's need was what she exhibited in meeting the need of the camels also. Rebecca had a servant heart. She was sensitive to the need around her and even the need of animals. She volunteered to serve the camels. Let's see how she served the camels as we finish today's broadcast. She hasted. She personally offered herself to give the camels water to drink. And how did she serve the camels, ordinary animals? She emptied her pitcher into the trowel. She ran again to the well to draw water for camels. She drew for all the camels. None was left unlooked after. Woman, are you willing to serve all? Christ Jesus served all. He died for all also on the cross of Calvary. A journey to the well is for you to draw water. Jesus is that well. Have you encountered him? Have you engaged me in him? Or do you just go to church without a personal relationship with the Lord? Is your faith deepened enough that it has become a well of living water? A journey to the well is not enough. Going to church, being part of Bible study is not enough. Who is your life influencing? You must not go to the well empty-handed. Do you go to Bible study with expectation or are you just a jack of all trade? It is not enough to go to the world. Nor be idle after you have been filled with future. Our master needs laborers here and there. There is a great need amongst young girls, amongst young boys, amongst families, among young marriages. Are you willing to pour forth yourself as the response to the need of another? Our Lord Jesus came to serve humanity. This is our God, the Servant King, who is calling you also to follow in his footsteps as we see Rebekah did likewise. He lived his life as a daily offering of worship. Are you going to live a life of a daily service unto the Lord? Having come to the world, well, this podcast can be a means of getting to the world well for you. It is not enough for you so go through this broadcast with us it is my prayer that you will make the best with this broadcast you can think of one woman that you can run this series with and call her i am listening to a broadcast will you join me when she listens you discuss you chat together before you know it you are helping another life rebecca became an answer to the prayer a man made in a time of need, and it is my prayer That your life will be a solution, a response to the famine in our time, to the drought in our time. That you will be God's water to many that are thirsting, to many that are questing for something. Amen.
0: This is Women in Revival podcast. Two days ago we started a series called Women at the Well. Our topic for today is Rachel. Sisters, today we'll be seeing Rachel. Rachel was a woman at the well. He was helped by Jacob. God used Jacob as an instrument to roll away the stone so she could feed the sheep her flock. Sisters, God wants to use you as an instrument to feed the flock his flock. Jesus said to Peter, do you love me? And Peter said yes. And Jesus said in response to him, then feed my lambs. Sisters, this is what I am going to say to you. And this is the message from the Lord Jesus and God unto you. Feed the lambs. Deborah Shinobi will now take us further on this subject.
1: Father God, we thank you once again for this series that you made available for us. I am praying that your endeavors, your labor over the female folk, will yield heaven dividends. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, ladies, for still joining us on this series, Women at the Well. I want you to know you can use any of our series for your ladies group just contact us and let us see how we can be of help to you you can listen to our broadcast on our website www.oakofrighteousness.co.uk or download our app women a reviver app on google play and subscribe to our regular podcast you can also download Podbean on google play or app store and search for Women in revival. Subscribe to that also so that you can get our broadcast regularly. If you have any need of counsel, feedback, questions, go to our website. Go on our contact us page. The number to call, the email to contact or If you want to leave a message on our website that comes through directly, just do so. And we will respond as the Lord permits us to. I want to welcome you again to this series that we started two days ago. It is my prayer that you will discover God afresh even as we journey through this series together. God seeks women who will come to him the well of life, so that He can dig, 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 dig deep into our lives and pour himself into our lives and send us forth as is living water to the women around us. To those within our homes, to those within our sphere of influence. Last time we saw Hagar, a woman who had double well encounters. First, when she was pregnant, and secondly, after 16 years or so. After 16 years of an encounter at the well, Hagar found herself again at the well. And it was as though the first encounter at the well was insignificant, even to Hagar. I am praying that at every junction that the Lord comes to you, you will make something of worth out of it. So today we want to go on as we look at Rachel, a woman at the wedding. Women at the well, Rachel. So let us read Genesis chapter 39, verses 1 to 10. I'm reading from the King James Version. Obviously, by now you will know I am a lover of King James Version. So let us read. Do get your Bible as we read together. Beckon on your loved ones to join us, spreading news around, even as we dig into God's word together. I read. Then Jacob went on his journey and came into the land of the people of the East. And he looked and behold a well in the field. And lo, there were three flocks of sheep lying by it. For out of that well they watered the flocks, and a great stone was upon the well's mouth. And thither were all the flocks gathered, and they rolled the stone from the well's mouth, and watered the sheep, and put the stone again upon the well's mouth in his place. And Jacob said unto them, My brethren, whence be ye? And they said, Of Aaron are we. And he said unto them, Know ye Laban, the son of Nahor? And they said, We know him. And he said unto them, Is he well? And they said, He is well. And behold, Rachel, his daughter, come with their sheep. And he said, Lo, it is yet high day. Neither is it time that the cattle should be gathered together. Water ye the sheep and go and feed them. And they said, We cannot. Until all the flocks be gathered together, until they roll the stone from the well's mouth, then we water the sheep, and go and feed them. And while he yet spake with them, Rachel came with her father's sheep, for she kept them. And it came to pass, when Jacob saw Rachel the daughter of Laban, his mother's brother, and the sheep of Laban, his mother's brother, that Jacob went near and rolled the stone from the well's mouth and watered the flock of Laban, his mother's brother. Amen. So, what again can we take from Rachel, a woman at the well? First, we saw that there was a well in the field, and also there were flocks of sheep lying by it. These flocks were watered out of this particular well and the first thing that I am saying is that this particular well is a sheep watering well and this sheep watering well was where shepherds will usually bring their sheep to be watered and this well usually have a great stone upon its mouth the stone would usually be rolled away when all the flocks are gathered and you know how many, many, many flocks in our congregation needs to be brought to the shepherds' well? Needs to be brought to the place where their life is helped. You will notice that this well was solely for the feeding of the flock. At this well were shepherds waiting for other flocks to gather and for the well to be open for them. And at this well was Jacob who came to his uncle Laban. And Jacob asked of Laban from the men by the well. And while they answered him, Rachel, the daughter of Laban, approached the well. And I think this reminded me of Rebekah also, who came at the right time to the well. It is my prayer that the Lord will order your step aright. Maybe, particularly, I think, as a shepherdess, as a pastor's wife, As a minister's wife, as a Bible study coordinator, as a women ministry coordinator, you have the need of the well first for your life and then to bring those who are your flock also to come and drink. So we see here that Rachel was a shepherd, she brought her father's sheep, she came at the right time to the well. And when Jacob saw Rachel, the daughter of his mother's brother, the his is When Jacob saw the sheep of Laban, his mother's brother, what happened? Jacob went near. Jacob rolled the stone from the well's mouth. Jacob watered the flock of his uncle. And what are the lessons we can take from here? I believe the Lord is addressing those of us who have the oversight over souls. Maybe your husband pastors a church, or maybe you are actually a female pastor, or maybe you are the women ministry coordinator of your local church, or maybe you run a community women's ministry, or maybe you are a Bible teacher. Whichever capacity you have to shepherd women, there is the need to bring them to the shepherd's well. There is the need to bring them to the place where they will be properly fed. We live in a time where there are junks out there. All sorts of things promoted in women's seminar, women's brunch, women's this. Sometimes we waste so much money over seminars, over brunches for women. We buy all sorts of things and yet the spiritual soul, the soul of women are famished. Women are thirsty. Why will you be doing women ministry and the women that you are shepherding are still calling prayer centers. They are still calling worldly counselors for their need. There is the need to bring the women in your fold to our chief shepherd. I think it was David who said in Psalms 23, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. For you to be able to bring your flock to the shepherd of your soul, then you must have already made him your own shepherd. You are the small letter shepherd and Christ is the capital letter S shepherd. Have you come to him? Have you brought your flock to him? Or do you roam about? Do you seek new ideas from different women's meetings and whatsoever and not seeking God's face for the flock in your hands? I am saying from the story of Rebecca, Rachel at the web, that the help that is needed to make sure the task, the quest in the heart of my flock has already been made available god had raised a jacob at that well, who was willing and more than willing to roll away the stone so that the shepherds can feed their flocks maybe there is an obstacle maybe there is something that you think is an hindrance in you helping the women in your church i tell you if you are not helping them they will seek for another way to get help and such another way may be to the detriment of their soul and even to the detriment of the labor of God in your hands. As a shepherd, as one that oversees God's flocks, God's flocks in your home, your children, you must know that there is a necessity for you to be at the well at the right time. You can't come to the well late. You must come to the well not only to drink for yourself alone, but also for your flock. You must go to the well and take your flock there also. Is there something the Lord is teaching you? Are you a ministry wife going through this series with us? Why not gather the women in your church and say, I want us to have six weeks of meeting together. Prepare little snacks for them. Sit together and listen to this broadcast together. Discuss over it You know, that can be a way of you bringing the flock of God underneath you to the same place where you are being fed. You must come to the well and take your flock also there with you. Maybe there is something you are learning in your personal devotion. Why not share with those in your church? This particular well in this scripture that we read in Genesis chapter 29 was possibly just for watering sheep it was provided for the need of the sheep and i believe as a shepherd as a custodian of souls we have the responsibility to seek for the watering well for those in our congregation do you lead your flocks to the well of life do you need your children, the women in your church, to Christ who is the well of life? Or maybe for you, you come today and discuss one historic story and come to cook today and do that. All these are good, but much more. You need to connect the women within your sphere of influence to Christ who is the well of life. While are the well... An helper was already there to roll away the stone from the well for Rachel. And do you know, beloved, the Holy Spirit is ever present at the well as you go to fetch for yourself and for your flock. Who or what is this well? This well is Jesus. He is the fountain of life. All he did for you can be found in the Bible. And Getting watered by Him happens through prayer and the Word. Therefore, woman, you must go to the Word of God for yourself. You must take your flock also. Any ministry that you are doing that is just bringing women to meetings and meetings and meetings, not helping them to learn to engage God's Word for their lives is not a ministry yet. Every ministry that you engage in must help women to discover God's word for their lives. You must go to the word for yourself and you must point the women underneath you also to the word of God. In this scenario that we have just seen about Rachel, you know Rachel did not have much to do when she got to the well. All she did was to take the sheep to the well. There was an helper already waiting for her. Woman, there is the Holy Spirit waiting to help you maybe for you the church the congregation the women in your hands seem scattered abroad maybe those within your church they are not fully established you have a particular group of people for a year for two before you know it they find another place could it be that you are not settling down with them could it be that you are not taking the time to take them by the hand to the world. I have found that devoting my time to one person at a time has brought forth tremendous results. Listening to the cry of women responding to their needs has produced great results in the biblical growth of women. I am praying that the Lord will teach you and help you to take your your flock, be your children, be those in your congregation, even to Christ, who is the well of life. Amen.
0: This is Women in Revival podcast. Yesterday we started a series called Women at the Well. Our topic for today is Hagar. Sisters, today we will explore the character of Hagar. Hagar visited the well many times when the Bible talks of her. There are two instances in which she visits the well. And each time, God helps her at these wells. The first time an angel of the Lord came to her and foretold that she would bear Ishmael. The second time, the angel of the Lord granted her water at the well so she could give her son to drink and they could both live. Sisters, Hagar was filled at the well. Are you going to that well? Are you still in contact with that well? Hagar had to go to that well before she could be filled. Sisters, you must go to the well, which is Jesus Christ, before you can be filled with him. I pray that you will keep on going to that well, not only for yourself but so also you can pour out what God has given to you unto others and share it with fellow sisters all around you Deborah Shinobi will now take us further on this subject
1: Thank you once again Lord Jesus for this series that we started yesterday even as we go ahead, do have your way. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to welcome you once again onto this broadcast. It is my prayer that the Lord will meet with you as we go through this series. Remember, you can share our broadcast with your loved ones. Can you use it for your women's group? Do contact us if there's any way we can be of help. We started this series tagged Women at the Well." We are just looking at various women. One of the things that I love doing is reading biographies. I love reading both biblical biographies and contemporary biographies. And we are looking at the lives of these women who found themselves at a physical well at a point in time in their lives. And we are trusting God to use that to dig deep into our own lives. We live at a time when women are in dire need. Women are struggling with their identity women are struggling with their gender women are struggling in their marriages women are struggling with their child upbringing women are struggling in their head financial difficulty just name it women are daily becoming prey to sex traffickers to human traffickers women are daily becoming prey even to pastors to so-called ministers of god Women have been asked to empty their bank account because God will bless them. Women have been told to sow a seed and then they will get a covenant cloth, a covenant this. Women have become prey in the hands of many. This is the reason why we must tap into God who is the well of life. So that we can be a source of reaching other women in our time last time we looked at rebecca a woman who did not plan that very day to encounter a man at the well to serve a man willingly and joyfully but she just came carrying a pitcher on her shoulder she did not come and you know to feed the camels but she just came to fetch water we saw that rebecca was a responsible woman responsible at home as a young woman and in our responsibility in carrying out our daily task she came across Eliasa, which later led her even to her husband she ministered to the need of Eliasa of the camels and life was a challenge for us and we saw God saying there are many women whom we may actually come across at the well they are there not because they have what to fetch with they know how to fetch that some of them are there because they are lonely you know this reminds me of a drama a dear sister of mine stayed with our group at an interactive session it was such a blessing to me i think it was tagged women at the well to see these women what they do at the well was to discuss to gossip about the latest thing the latest news in town and it was such a blessing and I think it is to show that the fact that you see a woman in church, in a fellowship, does not mean all is well with her. I have come to know that the fact that a woman can speak expressly does not mean all is well with her. I am praying the Lord will grant us sensitivity to the need to the life of those around us and also to that of our young women. So let us look at Hagar today, a woman at the well. The name Agar, possibly we are told, means flight or run away. So let us go and look at the life of this woman. We will read Genesis chapter 16. I think we should take it from verse 6. I think before we read again, just a little background story to this scripture. Remember Abraham and Sarah having been married for years, had no children. At a time when there was famine in the land, they sojourned even to Egypt. And eventually, they probably came back with Hagar, even to Canaan, to their promised land. And Hagar, having lived with them, Sarah suggested to her husband to go into her maid and sleep with her so that she can give the baby that they wanted. And Abraham succumbed to that suggestion. So there came Hagar as a concubine to Abraham. So let us now go and see, even having conceived for Abraham now so we take it from Genesis 16 verses 6 to 14 before I go on I want to say to you we add a series on Hagar the love that never let go if you search for that on our website you may get a more detail into Hagar's life I pray it is a blessing to you I read Genesis 16 6 to 14 But Abram said unto Sarai, Behold, thy maid is in thy hand, do to her as it pleased thee. And when Sarah dealt hardly with her, she fled, that is, she took a flight from her face. And the angel of the Lord found her by a fountain of water in the wilderness, by the fountain in the way to shore. And he said, Hagar, Sarah's maid, whence camest thou, and whither wilt thou go? And she said, I flee from the face of my mistress Sarah. And the angel of the Lord said unto her, Return to thy mistress, and submit thyself under her hands. And the angel of the Lord said unto her, I will multiply thy seed exceedingly, that it shall not be numbered for multitude. And the angel of the Lord said unto her, Behold, thou art rich child, and shall bear a son, and shall call his name Ishmael, because the Lord hath heard thy affliction. And he will be a wide man. His hand will be against every man, and every man's hand against him. And he shall dwell in the presence of all his brethren. 13. And she called the name of the Lord that spake unto her, Thou God seest me. For she said, Have I also here looked after him that seeth me? Wherefore the well was called Beelahairoi Behold It is between Kadesh and Bered. May the Lord bless his word again. Amen. So we are seeing the story of Hagar. Having conceived for Abraham, a mistress' husband, she started despising Sarah. And Sarah will not accept that. So Sarah asked her to move out of the house. And she ran away. Sarah maltreated her to the point that Hagar ran away from the home. So, let us see even this further. Then we will come back and also read even Genesis 21. Hagar, having been maltreated by Sarah, her mistress, like I said, she ran away from home. She was a runaway like Onesimus, isn't it? While she ran away, she was found, the Bible says, by the angel of the Lord by a fountain of water some translation says by a well in the wilderness so she was found by a well in the wilderness on the way to shore and i think here again i am saying that there is hope for the runaways and there is a well in the wilderness route that people find themselves maybe you are a runaway you once believed that there is god you once believed that jesus is lord but now You are an atheist, but now you don't believe in Jesus, but now you claim you found a new faith. I want you to know there's hope for you. Maybe life challenges, life difficulty, or even life promotion or success has brought you to a wilderness route. Maybe you are very rich, yet within you, you are wretched. You are tired. You are fed up of life. I want to say to you, there is hope for you even in this wilderness season of your life. So let us look at Hagar at the well. First, Hagar had an encounter with an angel at the well. And the angel asked her, where did you come from? The angel asked her, where are you going? So we are seeing that at the well, questions might take place. Hagar answered also, I am a runaway. I ran from my mistress, Sarah. And then the angel said to her, you've got to return to your mistress. You know, just like Paul sent Onesimus back to Philemon. The angel asked Hagar to go back and submit to Sarah. I want us to look at events that happened with Hagar further at the well. First, I am saying that at the well... A personal revelation of God is seen, just as we saw of Hagar. For Hagar saw God as El Roy, isn't it? God sent her, his angel, in Hagar's wilderness situation, in Hagar's wilderness season of life. And I am also seeing that insight into present situation is given by the well and directions For the future ahead is also given at the well, as we saw of Agar. The angel told Agar, You are pregnant, we will give birth to a son, you will call his name this, and this is what will become of him. So we are seeing that at the well we receive instruction. It is as we come to the Lord Jesus that he gives instruction concerning our now, concerning our future. It is as you come to God through Christ Jesus that you receive detailed information concerning the future. Again, the event that happened to Hagar at the well is that promises were made by the well. For Hagar was promised of what will become of Ishmael. Even though she was going through challenge difficulty at that time, there was an assurance given to Hagar. At the well, instructions for repentance and restitution was given to Eger at the well, and I think this is so true. When a life comes to Christ that gives rivers of living water, restitution, repentance is one of the first things that your heart will go through. Ega had an encounter with the angel of God at the way. Well. Even though what brought Aga to the well was that she ran away from her mistress, who maltreated her, and I think for me it is not about what brought me to the well. It is not about what situation I'm in. But rather, it is about the love of the one who is seeking for me at the well. Whatever takes my attention back to God, or gives God an opportunity to get me, is a blessing like Nancy says. So, whatsoever brought Hagar to that place of encountering the angel was a blessing to Hagar. And now in Genesis chapter 21, from verse 14 to 19, we see this same Hagar at the well. Let us quickly read, and it says, And Abram rose up early in the morning and took bread and a bottle of water, and gave it unto Hagar, putting it on her shoulder and the child, and sent her away. And she departed and wandered in the wilderness of Beersheba. And the water was spent in the bottle. And she cast the child under on one of the shrubs. And she went and sat her down over against him, a good way off, as it were a shot, For she said, Let me not see the death of the child. And she sat over against him and lift up her voice and wept and god heard the voice of the lad and the angel of god called to hagar out of heaven and said unto her what a lady hagar fear not for god hath heard the voice of the lad where he is arise lift up the lad and hold him in thy hand for i will make him a great nation and god opened her eyes and she saw a well of water and she went and filled the bottle with water and gave the lad drink. May the Lord bless his word as we look at it further again as we continue to consider Hagar at the well. So, at this point in this Genesis chapter 21, Hagar had already had a son. Actually, his son was a teenager, I think about 16 years now. And Sarah, the mistress of Hagar, also had a son called Isaac. And while the child was being weaned, the son of Hagar was mocking Isaac, the son of Sarah. So Sarah put her feet down and demanded that no more. Hagar should be out of the house. So Abraham agreed with Sarah's demand, and Hagar was sent forth out of Abraham's home. And why she was sent forth now is what we have read. This same Hagar is now finally cast out of Abraham's home. Even God himself backed up even that action. So Hagar left the home of Abraham and wandered to the wilderness of the Sheba. She left the home. She did not recall the encounter of him that came to her on the road to shore at the wilderness and what agar was given while she left abraham's house was just bread and a bottle of water and before you know it it was exhausted and she became anxious depressed and disappointed yet agar did not go back to the god that found her by the well An encounter at the well is not something you should forget. An encounter with Christ Jesus, the well of life, is not something to forget. Actually, at every season of difficulty, you know, like a friend of mine was also saying on the Bible class that I joined, she was saying that actually the matter of Jesus died. The matter of Calvary must be something that we may play daily in our mind. She said, just as Romans says, renew your mind, that it has to be something that we bring to our attention on a daily basis. And indeed, it ought to be an encounter at the well, an encounter with the well of life must not be something that you put aside. It must be something that you tie down. With something memorable. And here now we see God again come afresh to Agar. And Agar was depressed. She uh, she was hopeless. Yet we see that Agar did not call on God. Agar did not remember her first encounter at the well. God came to help Agar out. So though Agar was fearful, though Agar was sad, Though she was depressed, the angel of God opened Agar's eyes and she saw a well of water. And the question is, what did Agar do having seen this well? First, we saw that Agar went to the well like Rebecca did. She filled her bottle with water like Rebecca did. She gave her lads to drink just like Rebecca did. And I see God throwing at you. Even this broadcast that you are listening to, it's God's means of bringing you to his well. Don't shut it away. Don't excuse it away. Is God touching something in your life. Don't close up. Why not seek for further counselling? Agar went to the well, having been shown the well. Agar filled her bottle even with water. Why not let your life now be filled with the truth of God's word. Hagar gave a son to drink. Despite what life is throwing at you, do you know if you yield your life to Christ, who is the fountain of living water, do you know it will help your life and use your life difficulty, your life circumstances to reach even many who will find themselves in your situation. And I want you to know that there are many Hagar's whom God is seeking for in their present situation. God is seeking for you despite the state of your marriage. Maybe your husband has packed up and said, look, I'm done with this marriage. Maybe you just realize that your husband is in an extramarital affair. Maybe for you, you just discover the unthinkable regarding your child. Maybe it is your health whatsoever it is that life is throwing at you yes you may have been entrenched yes you may have been made redundant but god says come to me the fountain of life then as i feel you i will use your life situation to equip even many women god wants to open your eyes to his word so that you can in turn Fill your life with him and then give water to others. It is my prayer that you will respond even to the love of God who is beckoning to you to come to him at the way. May you not waste this divine privilege, this divine opportunity that God has given you. Sometimes we are so used to listening to messages, listening to this, listening to that, without making something substantial with it. As you go through this series with us, are you going to say to the lord i must have my ebenezer stone during this series what are the decisions you need to make what are the resolutions you need to make what are the things god is dealing with your heart on are you going to pen them down and keep revisiting them and keep praying on them i pray that god who opened the well of salvation for us on the mount of calvary the place where humanity, I was emptied of the Adamic life and filled with the life of Christ so that I can now give others to drink. I pray that that same God will bring you to the fountain that never runs dry so that your life can witness the faithfulness of God so that whatsoever situation faces you, just like Hagar, You will use every situation of life to point your life back to the God that met you at various wells in your journeys. Amen.
0: This is Woman in Revival podcast. Three days ago, we started a series called Woman at the Well. Our topic for today is Jeffro's daughters. Today, we will see the daughters of Jeffro. They went to the well to go and collect water, yet they couldn't because the shepherds were stopping them. Only for a man called Moses to come and help them. Sisters. God wants you to be a- on daughters. Maybe there's some women in your church who are struggling to feed them family. Maybe there are some people who are living in poverty. Maybe you don't have enough yourself. Yet, God wants you to give what you have unto others. Their version will be. We'll now take us further on this subject.
1: Thank you once again, Heavenly Father. Even as we come to today's episode, speak in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you very much for still catching up with us on this series, Women at the Well. It is my prayer that the Lord will enlighten your heart. He will speak to you. You will engage him afresh, who is the well of living water. Last time we saw Rachel at the well also a woman whom God had prepared her help for at the well as the shepherdess. And I think the Lord particularly spoke to us pastors, wives, women ministers to know that there is help awaiting us for our own lives and for the lives of the flock in our hands. If you want to contact us, go on our website uk, and do feel free to download our app Women in Revival app on Google Play. So we are going to take it a step further as we look today at Jethro's Daughters. We have been considering women at the well and the goal is to look at some six women who found themselves at the well in the Bible, both in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. So I want us to look at jethro's Daughters, women at the well. So let us go to the book of Exodus. Chapter two. I think we should take it today, from verse fifteen to verse twenty-two. Before we go on, I'll just give a little background story again. Moses was born in Egypt at a time when the people of God were under intense—should I call it persecution? Intense trouble. They were victimized and they kept crying to God. So it was at such time that. God gave Jochebed and Amram, even Moses. And Moses, having grown up in Egypt now, went out and saw an Egyptian fighting an Israelite. And Moses killed the Egyptian. And another day went out again, saw an Israelite and an Israelite fighting. And, you know, he told them, you are brothers, why should you be fighting? And that became the beginning of the need for Moses to run away. So that one took the story to the king and the king started looking for Moses. So Moses ran away from Egypt and he ran to Midian. So let us read Exodus chapter 2 from verse 15. Now when Pharaoh heard these things, he sought to slay Moses. But Moses fled from the face of Pharaoh and dwelt in the land of Midian and he sat down by a well. Now the priest of Midian had seven daughters, and they came and drew water and filled the troughs to water their father's flock. And the shepherds came and drove them away, but Moses stood up and helped them and watered their flock. And when they came to rewell their father, he said, How is it that ye are come so soon today? And they said, An Egyptian delivered us out of the hand of the shepherds, and also drew water enough for us, and watered the flock 20 and he said unto his daughters and where is he why is it that ye have left the man call him that he may eat bread and moses was content to dwell with the man and he gave moses zipporah his daughter and she bare him a son and called his name gashon for he said i have been a stranger in a strange land May the Lord bless His Word that we have read together again, even as we consider on this broadcast. Jethro's daughters. You know the women we've looked at so far. We've seen them; they were individual, and here we are seeing seven sisters, the daughters of Jethro, or the daughters of Reuel. So, what can we learn from the life of these seven daughters, who were also shepherdess? Wow, you know, we live in a time when some women are regretting their womanhood. We live in a time where women are victimized. There are places in Asia where the gift of the girl child is not happily accepted. But we are seeing these seven daughters of one man and they were shepherdess. So let us see what can we take from their lives at the wedding. Moses, who was then the prince of Egypt, fled away from Egypt and now is sat at the well, even as verse 15 told us. Now, I am told that the prince of Midian, that is Jethro or Reuel, as said in verse 18, had seven daughters, just like Rachel. These seven women came to the well to draw water for their father's flock. They came to the well to fill their trough to water their flocks. Their purpose for coming to the well was for their father's flocks' sake. Unlike the previous women that we have seen, these sisters came as a group. And I think it is worth noting that they were devoted to their father's flock. And are you devoted to the cause of God are you devoted to the lives God has committed into your hands? we live in a time where our generation the government of many of our nations they are bringing for different proposals that are contrary to God's will are you one of those women that is going on your knee in prayer we are seeing the proposal to sell inheritance of our father in many of our nations And unfortunately also, these inheritances are being bought over by the sons of the bondwoman. And we Christians, we are sitting down there just looking. These seven daughters of Jethro came down to the well for their father's flock. Do you see that soul in your hand? Do you see that two-year-old daughter, that your one-year-old son? As a treasure from God? Do you see the souls God has committed into your hands as God's treasure? They are your father's flock. You are only a custodian. So these seven sisters who were shepherdess, encountered a challenge at the well. In verse 17, the Bible says, And the shepherds came and drove them away. So these seven women came to the well. But other shepherds, probably the men shepherds now, came and drove these women away. So though they encountered this challenge at the well, though they were driven by shepherds at the well, maybe they were despised as women. And while they faced this challenge, the Bible told us that Moses stood up for them. He helped them. He watered their flocks. And I think again, this is reminding me of Rachel whom God had prepared an helper already to help roll away the stone so she can get water to feed her flock. Do you know God knows when to prepare you an helper? As you faithfully play your role over the flock he has put in your care, God knows how to raise helpers for you in your homes you know recently there was something that happened to me i was in church and my vicar approached me and he told me something and this was something that i've been praying i've been trusting god for for years and he approached me and he just said it softly and you know it is a need i have looked up to people to help fulfill that need but thank god i learned to look up to god this was somebody that I never even mentioned the need to. And he came. You know I couldn't withhold my tears. I cried. I wept. I pondered upon that experience that day. God knows when to prepare the right help for your life. Just as for these seven daughters, God prepared a Moses to defend their cause, to defend them, to help them, even at the way well. as you faithfully play your role never mind God will raise the right help that you need you know even by the time these women will get home their father was quite amazed that they came quickly perhaps when they go like that it takes them time maybe because the shepherds will not allow them to get water so maybe they will have to go and stay somewhere till the shepherds finish maybe that may take an hour two three hours And they just wait till they finish then they can then go and get water for themselves and you know as i am talking about this i am trying to think about the plight of women across the globe i am trying to think of mothers who are struggling to pay their children's school fees i am trying to think of mothers who are struggling to pay the hospital bills of their children. I am trying to think of women in places where they ought not to raise up their head. Places where they are only seen as sex toys, where they are only seen as machineries. Useful to help at home, useful to help in the farm, useful to help. They were nothing but mere machineries. I am trying to think of the plight of women that have encountered the AIDS epidemic in their nation. I am thinking of women who were faithful to their husband and have contacted STDs through their husbands. I am thinking of women who are ashamed to raise up their heads to say, yes, I am a woman. I am thinking of these many women who are living in self-denial of who God created them to be as women. I am seeing God saying, I know when to send help to such women. And could it be that God wants to raise you up also as a help to women across the world, to women in such situations? There are many ministry wives that are struggling with ministry. Just as we saw these shepherds, they were molested. The shepherds will send them away. But God raised up for them an helper in Moses. And what is the lesson to take from this? Be faithful in going to the well. Don't give up in going to the well. Go to the well for yourself and for your flock, even when it looks dangerous. Don't give up the fellowshipping together. Other believers. Don't give up the studying of God's word on your own. Don't give up the practice of prayer. For at the well, God has prepared His divine helper, the Holy Spirit, to help draw from the well. Moses drew water for these women and even helped to water their flocks. There is a help God has made available for you. But you will not tap into that help until you begin to go even to the well. At the well, Zipporah met the man who will become her future husband. Faithfulness in service is very, very important, my beloved. You cannot afford not to be faithful to your home, to your husband, to your children. For in due course, you will receive the reward. Amen.
0: This is Women in Revival podcast. Four days ago, we started a series called woman at the well. Our topic for today is Barahim woman. Today we will see the woman at Barahim, how she gave her life for the needs of others. She had nothing to do with giving people water or providing water for people, yet she was a woman at the well. When two of David's supporters and followers, the sons of the two priests in Jerusalem, came to deliver a serious message to David. She was there and she hid them in her well so that they could be protected from the soldiers who were coming to get them. Even though she may have been killed for what she did, she still took the risk. Sisters, give up yourself for others. Maybe it means devoting your time. Maybe it means devoting your resources. Be someone who helps others. This woman was coming face to face with death, helping this man. She was committing treason, yet she did not care. She went ahead. I pray that God will help each and every one of you who is listening to this podcast, that you will not withhold yourself from others. Deborah Shunbi will now take us further on this subject. Thank you,
1: Father God, for the continuity of this series lord we praise you even as we get closer to the end of this series it is my prayer that you will continue to find women will be at the well you who is the well of all that was that is and that will ever be amen thank you so much ladies for your continuity with us on this series we'll be finishing this series tomorrow and i believe the lord has spoken something to your heart i pray that you will be a woman at the well you will make the best of your journey to the well if you have any need to contact us during and after this series please do contact us our number is plus +447944398415 Last time we saw the daughters of Jethro who were shepherdess at the well also. They were faced with a challenge, yet God had prepared and helped for them ever before they go to the well. That may have been the challenge they faced regularly, but they were not discouraged. And as God saw their faithfulness, God raised and helped for them that very day, and their labor that day was quickened. Amen. Today, we want to go on in this series, Women Are The Well, and look at woman number five. She's a woman that is hidden. We hardly speak of her, but for me, I think this woman's life caught my heart some couple of years ago. I don't know how many years now. And any opportunity to glean again from this woman's life, I don't take it for granted. So let us look at the life of the Bahurim woman. We hear of are uh, in 2 Samuel chapter 17, verses 14 to 20. And I'm going to read that very quickly. Then we we'll see whatever we can take from that. And Absalom and all the men of Israel said, The counsel of Isha'ed the Akchite is better than the counsel of Ahitophel, For the Lord I appointed to defeat the good counsel of Ahitophel, to the intent that the Lord might bring evil upon Absalom. Then said Ushai unto Zadok and to Abiathar the priest, Thus and does the Haithophel did Haithophel counsel Absalom and the elders of Israel. And thus and thus have I counseled. Now therefore send quickly and tell David, saying, Lodge not this night in the plains of the wilderness, but speedily pass over, lest the king be swallowed up and all the people that are within. Now, Jonathan and Ahimaaz stayed by Enrogel, for they might not be seen to come into the city. And a wench went and told them, and they went and told King David. Nevertheless, a lad saw them and told Absalom. But they went both of them away quickly, and came to a man's house in Baurim, which had a well in his court. Whither they went down. And the woman took and spread a covering over the well's mouth, and spread the ground corn thereon, and the thing was not known. And when Absalom's servant came to the woman to the house, they said, Where is Ahimez and Jonathan? And the woman said unto them, They be gone over the brook of water, and they had sought and could not find them. Then they returned to Jerusalem. May the Lord bless the world as we quickly meditate on it together amen i think verse 14 really really struck my heart the bible says absalom and the men of israel received a counsel from aithophel and ushai also gave a contradicting counsel against what aithophel said and the bible says the lord had appointed to defeat the good counsel of aithophel to the intent that the lord might bring evil upon Absalom. So there was a counsel of the Lord that needs to be carried out at that space of time. And within that time, yes, even though the counsel of Aithophel had been contradicted by Hushai, yet there are still dangers. There are still dangers, there are still details that needs to be filled for the counsel of God to indeed come to pass. So at a time when David ran away from Absalom, who had usurped authority and Aitophel had given a counsel against David which Ushai counteract. A message was to be communicated to David in order for David to be informed of the new development so that he would not lodge that night in the plains of the wilderness. So Jonathan and Aimees took the news down to David and they in turn probably sent a girl in verse 17 the bible says and a wench went and told them so jonathan and ahimas probably sent a little girl king james says a wench and some other translation says a little girl. so these two men jonathan and ahimas went away quickly as a boy also saw them and took the news also to absalom So these two men's life were in danger. So these two men came to a man's house in Baurim. So this man's house that they came to in Baurim had a well in his court. And Jonathan and Aimez went down into this well. Then afterwards, we are introduced now to the woman of Baurim. She was a woman that came into the surface at such a time as that she came to rescue the life of Ahimez of Jonathan and even that of David because if they had caught Jonathan and Ahimez maybe they would have told them everything and you know so this woman came and we are told that she took and spread a covering over the wells in verse 19 and the woman took and spread a covering over the wells mouth and spread ground corn and concealed Ahimez and Jonathan. Wow. This woman also told Absalom's servant who came that the men had gone over to the brook of water. Am I saying be lying? That is not what I am dealing with. But I am seeing the tactfulness of a woman who came quickly at the well to rescue the lives of men who were dying away at the well. Who were about to die. if. She did not step into the matter. And you know many of our men, their roles, their responsibilities in our homes are dying away. Many of us have homes where our husbands are not stepping up to their responsibilities. Some of us, we have husbands that want to be responsible, but we have watered down all their efforts. We have killed their manhood. To some of us, because you earn much money more than your husband, you have molested him, you have disgraced him, you have dishonored him. You are killing the manhood in your man. But for this woman, she came to the rescue of these men who were hiding at the well. This woman must have called these two men to come out of the well when Absalom's men departed. And I am saying that a man had this well in his court in Bowery. Maybe the woman was his wife. I don't know. But what is very clear to me is the fact that a woman took a cover and spread over the well. She took a risk. She was a risk taker. Though the previous women and all the women that we have looked at are the well. The four women, Rachel, Rebecca. Jethro's daughters, Hagar, were all at the well with water. But this woman of Baorim has nothing to do with water, nor giving them water. But it shows this woman at the well offering help to these two women. She was tactic and acted quickly. She took a risk. She was devoted to David's cause. She was devoted to God's cause that we saw in verse 14. God wanted to defeat the counsel of Haithophel to the infant that the Lord will bring evil upon Haithophel. This woman of Baorib played a part, a very key role, even in this story. She devoted to David's cause. She protected the men inside the well. She did not open up these men in 1 Corinthians chapter 11 verse 3, 4, 5 and 6 and it says but I would argue that the head of every man is Christ and the head of the woman is the man and the head of Christ is God for every man praying or prophesying having his head covered dishonoreth his head but every woman that prayeth or prophesieth with her head uncovered dishonoreth her head for that is even all one, as if she were shaven. For if the woman be not covered, let her also be shun. But if it be a shame for a woman to be shun or shaven, let her be covered. Yes, I know this scripture deals with head covering. And I know this has been a debate, a challenge in the church. We have discussed, should women cover their head? If women doesn't have to cover their head. I cover my head because I know I am called to honor the Lord and to honor the word of God. It came to me as a challenge as I sat with the Lord, as I was reading this particular scripture. And the interpretation God gave me was beyond just the head covering. And we also have another set of women who covers their head indeed, their physical head, but their husband. Because the Bible says in that verse 3, that the head of every man is Christ and the head of the woman is the man. So we have women who cover their heads physically, but their man is uncovered. The nakedness of their husband is made known. The vulnerability of their husbands is known by all. It is the responsibility of every Christian woman to cover their husbands as they honor him. Some women have shattered and watered down their husbands with their family, with their folks, with their friends because the man is made redundant, because the man has no job, because the man is no longer up to the standard that she expected of her. Such women, you are not in the gospel. It doesn't matter whether you cover your head 100% and yet uncovering your husband. God says you are not doing well. This woman of Bahurim Cover these men. Our men needs women that will cover them up in the place of prayer. In Acts chapter eleven, chapter twelve, the Bible spoke of the church in the book of Acts, who covered Peter in the place of prayer at a time when Peter was imprisoned. Where are women who will be at the well praying for our men? Praying for restoration for our men. Praying that God will restore our men to biblical manhood, to biblical authority. This woman of Baurim covered up these men at the well. And so also must you not only cover your physical head, much more also be godly cover to your husband. Cover him in prayer. Give honor to him as your head. For in doing so, actually, you are protecting yourself. And I believe God is seeking for women by and at the well. Women who will rescue men who have gone down to the pit of death. Women who will rescue men from adultery. Why is it in Christian love? Men are sleeping around with other married women. When such men comes to you, why don't you make effort, contact somebody who can help cancel you and step into the matter? Some women, you have become so close. Maybe you are the secretary of your pastor and you have uncovered this matter. You are sleeping around with a man that you are not married to. You have become unfaithful with another woman's marital to bed. God says you are uncovering the man you need to cover the man god is seeking for women who will take up this role in our churches in our homes who will not make the vulnerability of their husbands known to their children whereby the lives of their husband commands no respect again before their children it is my prayer that you will be a woman who will rescue men that are going down the drain even on your knees, true godly words, may the Lord help you to be a woman and be well in deed. Amen.